into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, counsel. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Televised Heroics. Daniel, we are still in the middle of summer, so we are full force into Preacher right now. Uh, Preacher Season 2, actually. Yeah, and I have no problem because I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) This show is great, and uh, the characters are hilarious, and uh, the way they deal with things is so unexpected, and uh, the things that the the showrunners or writers and producers all throw at us, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Yeah, this show definitely is something else. (laughs) Uh, So we will be talking about episode 8, 9, and 10 of season 2 two when we get to that but first we're gonna talk about a little bit of news as always as always that will never change no uh first thing we want to talk about michael emerson's character on arrow this season season six do we know anything Boo. <laughs> you know just because you didn't like him in one role doesn't mean that you, you have to not like him forever I didn't like him in Saw. You didn't like him in Saw? Who was he in Saw? It was one of the first ones. Uh, I, um, I think he was uh, not the doctor guy, but he was the other guy that was chained up. Was he? No. Yeah. The other guy that was chained up in the first Saw was the was the uh, writer of the movie, I think. Okay. I think. Well, I, I, might, I, might, I might be remembering that wrong. Or he might be the photographer that was following them around. I think that's the same guy. Oh, shit. Okay, anyway, he's in the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. Do uh, you, I mean, do you like him? You know, his character in Saw... Or in Saw, dang it. His character in Lost, I thought, was, uh, was interesting. Because he went back and forth on being a good guy and a bad guy. I never watched Persons of Interest, so I don't have anything to, to base that on or... Anything to go off on on for that? Um, I don't know. I, I I guess see what he what he can do is going to be the best thing I could say. But we don't I mean, we don't really know what his character is going to be. Right. It just says mystery villain. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if they didn't already have a clock king, I would say he would make a perfect clock king. But they do. But they do. Um, so. Do you think he's going to be the, you know, maybe a villain that he's only be on the show for, you know, maybe like two weeks and then get rid of him? Uh, I don't I don't think it'd be just two weeks. I think if anything, it'd probably be like um, it's kind of like how we had Brother Blood in season three, like okay. on again, off again kind of thing. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the guy, uh, Chad Coleman, it really made me upset that they only kept him for like three or four weeks and that was it. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't utilized all that much, but uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to find out what he is. I wonder why they're keeping it a secret, though, whose character is. I wonder if they're making up a character. I wonder if he's going to be a, a new villain for the show, or is he supposed to be a, a character that's in the comic books? Onomatopoeia. No way. <laughs> no way. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm if, teasing. If they did that, I'd throw my TV in the pool. <laughs> You you said you like them in Lost, so you know why can't he be on Onomatopoeia? Because he's making he, all he does. You don't need an actor to play Onomatopoeia. He's just a stunt man because he doesn't have to act. He just has to do action scenes and then make noises. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, going over to Supergirl because we're still staying in the Arrow universe. Uh, Melissa Benoist has come out and said that expect season three of Supergirl to explore a lot of Kara's identity because she kind of doesn't know who she is right now. 
Spider-Man 2 all over again. <laughs> uh, and as I said on Facebook, it's pretty much what happens with every comic book character ever. They got to realize if they are the person without the, the, the mask or with it or, you know, are they just as important as a person as they are a superhero? Do we really need to see this again? We don't, but every superhero has to have a crisis of conscience, I guess. So this is going to be Supergirl's. All right. I mean, even Superman himself has given up the cape before. I know. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just sick and tired of seeing this. I, you know what? I am right there with you. I'm, I'm sick and tired of it as well. And I mean, it, the, the whole thing, like, it's because she doesn't have a boyfriend. Like, that's kind of terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, because boyfriends, you know, dictate whether you save the world or, yeah. you know, you let it go to shit. Exactly. That's. I mean. I, I, we're, I mean, kind of just basing it off of what we're hearing, but, and we'll have to n- figure it out when we actually see the episodes, but if that's true, that's pretty terrible. Maybe I should listen to Monel and just not fuck crime. He was right. <laughs> uh, if I didn't, he'd still be here with me. <laughs> uh, okay, jumping over to Gotham, we have... Uh, cast a person for the newest season of Gotham for uh Professor Pig. Now, yeah. I think you know a lot about Professor Pig, right? Yeah, he's a Batman and Robin uh villain. That's mainly the comics that I've seen him the most. Um he had a couple of storylines uh in the New 52 with Damian and uh and you know Bruce as their villain. Um they used him in the, in the video games before as well. Um so he's just obsessed with uh, basically butchering up people and uh, creating new types of people with their uh, missing limbs. Oh, okay. Just, you know, just something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's obsessed with opera. And so usually uh, when he murders people, he uh, listens to opera. Fair enough. Um, the actor playing him, or the actor they have cast as uh, Professor Pig, is Michael Cerveris, Cerveris, I believe is how you say his name. Um, I never saw him on The Good Wife, but I actually did just watch Amazon's The Tick this past weekend, where he played uh, Ramsey's uh, mob boss kind of guy, under God, under underground or un, underboss. I don't know how you want to put it, but he was the bad guy in that. Um, I liked him in The Tick. It was. He was pretty funny. Uh, the character was was pretty cool. There's only six episodes, and he's in I think about five of them, maybe four of them. So, okay. uh, yeah, I would like to. I can't wait to see how what his uh, Professor Pig is like. Same here. I hope that. It, I mean, I know this show is. Uh, we've seen some gruesome stuff, but I don't know if they'll go to that extent. So I just hope they have grisly murders. I guess for this character. I imagine that we'll we'll see some pretty grisly murders. I mean, as much as they can show on a network television show. Um, Yeah. Now, one of the things is that he makes Dollatrons. Now, how is that going to be different from the doll maker that we've already seen on this show? Maybe they'll go more into the uh, psychological thing of a a murder. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, because I mean, yeah, the doll maker we had, the doll maker we had was more of like uh, he was just doing plastic surgery on people. Like that's how we got fishes like messed up eye and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but damn, I didn't, I didn't think about that. How they're gonna make it different from a villain that we've already seen. And then Gotham comes back September twenty first, so that's uh only a couple weeks away, but. Uh, what do you think of all the previews of proto-Batman that we've been seeing? Now, if you remember, at the end of the season, I already said that I think it's just going to be the clone in the costume. And I'm just going to ask you, sorry, I was mid-drink. I'm just going to ask you, why do you think it's a clone again? Because I, I really don't think that they would put the Bruce Wayne in their story into a costume like that yet. Like since he's so young, I think that, and one we already we already know that the clone knows how to fight. So and right. and since we didn't see the clone, anything happen with the clone at the end of the season, he just kind of disappears. I think that he's more of like 
Thomas Wayne Jr. in, you know, as a, the Owlman. Like, he'll be doing that, and then he'll it will inspire Bruce to be like, hey, maybe I can wear a costume and be a, a good guy and fight crime. Okay. I mean, they're going to have to do something with the clone eventually, like uh, make him disappear for good. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'll give it to you. I, I don't know. I still think it's our, our Bruce doing that. Fair enough. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, was there anything like specifically Professor Pig that you're interested in seeing? Like, is there any particular storylines? Uh, I just, like I said, I just want to see. Well, there's one uh, in Son of Batman, but obviously we can't have that. So that's not going to happen. Because we don't have a Son of Batman yet? Yeah, exactly. Well, they might, you know, replace Damien with Bruce himself. Maybe. Um, and then Gordon would get, be Batman. That's true. That could work. We'll see. But yeah, I don't see that storyline happening anytime soon. Okay. Professor Pig was a main villain. Okay. Uh, I want to jump over to movies real quick. And we're going to talk about the Hellboy reboot. Because something okay. very interesting happened, and I know you were following the story really close. But Ed Scrin, who um, we know as uh, Francis from the Deadpool movie, has dropped out after being cast in the Hellboy movie. Yeah, and that's because of, uh, you know, there's already so much, uh, I guess everybody says it this way, uh, whitewashing in Hollywood that um, he wanted to be fair and said that, you know, this character should be type uh, cast as a correct type uh, for this movie, um, especially ethnicity wise, because there's so much discrimination. And um, in the comic books, uh, the villain that he was going to play is actually an Asian American. So um, yeah, he dropped that out of the role. That's in, you know, that's very interesting. Uh, you got to wonder why in this day and age when everybody, everybody, the issue itself is so sensitive, why the studio decided they were going to go that way. Yeah. I, I don't know why they went that way either. Um, and I think that there's plenty of uh, talented, you know, Asian American actors out there too, that they could totally gone for that role. And I wouldn't, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have known cause I don't read Hellboy comic books. I wouldn't have known that character. Yeah, uh, when I saw the tweet and I posted it on our page, um, I did some research into the character. I was like, holy crap, yeah, he is Asian. Holy crap. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I think it was a very noble thing of uh, Ed to do. I mean, it, it's it's noble, and yeah, I mean, actors turning down a role, I mean, that's, paid, that's money in their pocket, but... It makes sense. I mean, you're going to just, you're going to get a lot of bad publicity, I guess, is the way you're looking at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, he said that he's, uh, I guess, uh, multi, uh, yeah, multi, uh, race as well. So he said that it's already hard for him to, um, you know, land movie roles, but he said that everybody should be aware of the situation of what's going on in, in Hollywood and in the movie business. That's another reason why he dropped. Do you do you read Hellboy comics? No, not at all. So you don't know anything about the character? No. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, let's go over to Netflix. Netflix is, or they went and um, posted, they tweeted uh, out the titles of The Punisher Season 1. And the interesting part of that is that the way that they posted it was using... All Morse code. Yeah, so who, I wonder who actually took time to decipher that. Well, I mean, better people than us, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did post what what was found, uh, and 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 I put the titles up there. So we got episodes one through thirteen. Episode one is three a.m. Episode two is two dead men. Uh, three is Kandahar. Four is resupply. Five is Gunner, six is the Judas Goat, uh, seven is Crosshairs, eight is Colt Steel, nine is Front Toward Enemy, uh, ten is Virtue of the Vicious, eleven is Danger Close, 
12 is home, and 13 is Memento Mori. Now, uh, I think you can tell from the titles, there's a lot of violent imagery, maybe is the way to put it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, some military terms, some... Uh, I mean, I think it's obvious to say there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of gunplay in, in in a Punisher series. No. <laughs> Crosshairs, cold steel. Yeah. Front toward That's enemy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gunner. I'm I'm betting we're gonna see a lot of flashbacks in this in this uh, series. If it is a lot of flashbacks, do you mind? I don't mind. I, I think that's that's the way that most of. Uh, Punisher co- comic books usually play out because he usually has memories that tie back to the, his time serving uh, overseas. Okay. And I think that's oh, what you're going to get a lot of here. Okay. And uh, the one, uh, the very last episode, the Memento Mori, uh, the definition an object serving as a warning or reminder of death, such as a skull. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. So, like, Kind of like uh, the skull and crossbones meaning poison on a bottle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, that's when he'll get the his signature skull on his vest or something? Oh, yeah. Maybe just like in um, in Daredevil Season 1. It wasn't until the very end of the season where he got his signature outfit. Yeah. So I wonder... If- or, you know, everybody is just like, all right, look out for this symbol. And that's just how it's going to end. I mean, who knows? Did he, he already had a skull t shirt when he was in Daredevil season two, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be maybe. Well, we did see that he has a new outfit in the trailer that came out. Yes. So that's going to be interesting. I like the last title the best. <laughs> Memento Mori? Yes. Now that we know what it means. <laughs> uh, Walking Dead. The 100th episode. That's going to be the first episode of season 8. Uh, have they given a, a, a run time yet for this episode? Not that I know of. Um, the only thing that I saw Nick Nick Greg Nicotero say is that expect there to be a lot of Easter eggs. A lot of stuff to... Um, harken back to the beginning of the series oh it's not even gonna be throwbacks to the comics so it's just gonna be uh representing the beginning of the series then uh i mean there probably will be so in multiple viewings you'll definitely pick up a few things that we put in there that harken back to earlier episodes so i mean okay. you know when they they make easter eggs or things that that uh harken to the comic books they're already there and people pick up on them. But now that we're into eight seasons, I mean, they can already start referencing themselves since it's a lot of content as it is. Okay. I wonder, well, you know, I wonder what we're going to see though. Like, uh, maybe pieces of some, something that reminds you of the prison or, uh, something that reminds you of, uh, the, the CDC. That could be it. Some, maybe, ca- some, um, some dead some characters. Moments- Oh what? I said some maybe some dead characters, you know, like like people that died in this first season. Yeah. Um I was gonna say maybe I will get some Rick moments and you know, like, oh that resembled like, you know, with when he was with Shane back on the farm, you know. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Maybe maybe Shane shows up in a in a memory or a nightmare or something. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um issue one hundred for the comics, um, the way it was, it was a core group in the middle, mm-hmm. and then uh, surrounding them was every character that ever died on the on in the comic. Really? Yeah. That's got to be a lot of characters. Yep. So you just saw corpses everywhere, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I don't know if you can get all those actors to come back just to play corpses. Probably not. Maybe you just get oh. you just get extras to be zombie versions of them with you know. Like signature clothing, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you, they at last minute uh, at Comic Con Palm Springs, 
they added um, the guy that played uh, Axel from the prison in, uh, in The Walking Dead. Axel. The the guy with the fucking handlebar mustache. Oh, oh, the one that was kind of acting a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Did you did you he, he go to his panel? Uh, he didn't have a panel because they added him so last minute. Uh, but he had a booth, and I talked to him for about five minutes. And uh, he dresses up like a fucking. He's dressed up like a cowboy. Oh really? And still rocks that handlebar mustache. Yeah, that's you know maybe that just gets him a little bit extra, uh, a little bit extra work. It's something that they're looking for. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, we we hadn't talked about that either. You got back from uh, Comic Con Palm, Palm Springs. Uh, you turned in a, a an interview with uh, some people, some podcast people, or no? Yeah. Well, you did a podcast with some interview with some people. Yeah. Um. Uh, we met uh, at the SpongeBob party or the SpongeBob concert, the Tom Kenny concert. Um, I was recording Jess Harnell singing on stage, and uh, Miranda got approached by Jeff Abugav. Um, he's been a producer and he's been uh, a writer for uh, Two and a Half Men. So uh, he approached us and was like, You guys want to spend some time with me and do an interview uh, sometime this weekend? Uh, so we interviewed him. And then uh, we interviewed. I guess the creator of a uh, hero within, I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, yeah, co- the, the founder, the, yeah, the, the, the CEO of hero within apparel incorporated, which is so cool. The stuff that they do. Yeah. You know, I, uh, did you guys happen to ask them like what you have to do to get, um, you know, the, the licensing to use character, uh, like symbols, character symbols, like, because they have, I know they have the Wonder Woman jacket and a Green Lantern jacket and stuff like that. Um, I guess the way that uh, he just approached uh, uh, Warner or not Warner Brothers, uh, but DC Comics was the, just that, like, hey, you know, I've been going to cons since I was a teenager. Um, I haven't seen, you know, this type of clothing um, here, so we would like to know, uh, you know, if uh, you give us the opportunity to uh, use your you know, your trademark logos so we can make clothing and we'll donate um, any profit we make. We'll go ahead and donate to charity. They love the idea and they're like, yeah, go ahead and use them. Wait, they, they, they donate their profit profits to charity. They don't keep any oh, to, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever they make as a profit, um, they go ahead and donate it to, uh, to charity. Oh, wow. I mean, so that mean that makes them a nonprofit organization, right? Oh, okay. That's interesting. And Jeff, what, you know, what is it that he, why does he go to cons? He goes to cons because, uh, he's taking a break from TV. And so, uh, he's writing sci-fi novels right now. And he has like two more that he's working on. They'll be released probably like within another year. So if people wanted to hear more of those, uh, more of your interview with both of those guys, they can, they're, they're on two, two separate podcasts and you can check them out at, uh, geek radio.com, our website. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's awesome, man. Was there anything else really cool that you saw at the, the con? Um, I mean, you some got of the celebrities were just chilling in the hotel lobby and I was like, holy shit, you're right here. <laughs> it seemed like there was a lot of voice actors, or at least that's what you posted a lot about because you're into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've done, you know, like television work, but most of the people that were there were mainly uh, voice actors, which actually uh, did surprise me. That's cool. Um, and one of the, I seemed like one of the highlights that you, you had was the twisted tunes concert or twisted tunes panel oh that was awesome so uh they got a couple of voice actors to go on stage and they were reading um um scripts uh they were reading the script for uh, back to the future and every two pages uh they would change uh, characters so did they try and imitate the voices of the actors that already played those roles or did they just do it in different different voices uh, they, uh, well, Troy Baker, he really got into it. So, uh, one point he was doing McConaughey and he got like really laid back and relaxed and, you know, totally became McConaughey for that scene. That's cool. Yeah. Troy Baker, so for those I, who don't know, 
usually does voices for. I'm asking you, Daniel. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, he does. Uh, okay, so he did the voice for the Joker in um, Arkham Origins. Um, in the regular Arkham games, uh, now that Mark is back to doing the Joker, um, he's Harvey Dent, Two Face, uh, the Red Hood. Um, he's also done uh, for anybody that's into the Far Cry series. He voiced for Pagan Min in Far Cry Four. Um, just trying to think because he's done so much of uh, the last of us he voiced for joel uh booker in uh, bioshock infinite just to name a few but he's literally the man of a million voices is he not the one who did the voice of deadpool in those in the cartoons like those animated movies no that's nolan north nolan north okay my bad yeah who i love who is <laughs> talented as well <laughs> well that, i mean that's pretty in- incredible um was there anything else you wanted to bring up about it? Um, so Twisted Tunes was probably the highlight. Uh, that was probably one of the best ta- uh, panels I attended. Just because uh, if they didn't you know, get into the character, they would imitate the voice. And the voices were spot on as well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just uh, something I wish I could experience again. That was even uh, for people that aren't fan fans of uh voice actors or you know aren't into that sort of thing i would still recommend checking out twisted tunes whenever you get a chance if it's going to your con you will not be disappointed there you go all right uh hopefully we can return again next year yeah i hope so um last thing i wanted to talk about before we get into preacher is the titans tv show we have, Ooh. we have, uh, we, ha- or they have casted their, casted, they have cast their Dick Grayson. It is the actor Brenton Thwaites. And I think right now his biggest role is Henry Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, some of the other things that he's been in, Gods of Egypt, Maleficent, Oculus, uh, The Giver, a lot of TV shows. Uh, I, I'm guessing they're Australian TV shows because he's an Aussie, just like the other two actresses that have been cast in the show so far. Um, Anna, I see a trend here. Yeah, Anna Diop, I believe is how you say her name, uh, who will be playing Starfire, and Tegan Croft, who will be playing Raven. Um, I don't know. I know you asked me on online, what do I think of this guy playing? And now that I, I remember, I have seen, I have seen him in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie and in Oculus. And in Oculus, he actually has some pretty decent acting chops, if I remember correct. If I remembering him as the right character, uh, as Henry Turner, he, all he had to do was kind of just be on screen with both Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush. So. Not you know he just has to be there. It's not like he gets to outshine those two. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they already released um a poster actually. I'm on a uh, INDV. A poster for for Titans. Yeah, and it's uh Brenton on on it. So I'll just share that right now. That's interesting. All right. Um, we'll have to find out if uh, you know what they end up doing with that show because i've heard that they are going to do they're not he's not going to start off as nightwing okay is he still going to be a robin then yeah i think he's gonna it will probably be like the, the end of his robin career okay when he's deciding that he wants to do something else right so but you know what i don't know if that's actually brenton because that that picture says tnt on there and they're no the show's no longer being on tnt it's on dc's uh streaming channel that's true so never that, mind i won't post it that might just that, kind be, of, that might just be someone you know a fan created poster may... yeah yeah um, and the guy in that robin outfit looks like evan peters actually does it does yeah. it yeah <laughs> uh, i thought it was interesting that they had his face pointing down um yeah i i i guess you hadn't seen uh the the Pirates of the Caribbean movie? No. Uh, I stopped after the third one. That's the last one I've seen. 
Oh, you know, that's that's fine. The fourth one was pretty terrible. The fifth one I thought was actually pretty good. And the fifth one is the most recent one, right? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, I just heard, you know, you can stop here and you'll be fine. So <laughs> I feel like I'm not missing any on anything. Honestly, you could have stopped after the first one. You'd be fine, too. Yeah, because then it got really, really weird. <laughs> um, Did you see Maleficent? No. No, oh, I didn't see that either, but I thought maybe that'd be something you'd seen. How about Gods of Egypt? No. No, I didn't see that, but I've only heard terrible things about it. All right, it's a good thing we stayed away from that one, too. <laughs> if you get a chance, though, you should check out Oculus. I thought I think you might enjoy that movie. I did. Okay. I, I surprisingly did, because I usually don't like horror movies. Oh, it's a horror movie, okay. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's definitely a horror movie. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's uh, that's it. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's let's get into preacher then. Alrighty. Episode eight was really, I thought was really cool because it, it focused a lot, or at least gave us a lot more on Eugene and his uh, his problems in hell. Him being a bully for a little bit and then him snapping out of being a bully and being a good guy yeah so when you get thrown in the hole you basically have to you get to experience your own personal hell again but then it's changed so that you can see how it could have also went and it's even worse yeah because way worse for you yeah because eugene's is like he kisses her and that's where it changes. Cause she's like, Oh, you like me? That would have been, you know, you should have said something cause I like you too. But then she's also with Jesse at the same time. So yep. <laughs> he just hates his life or something like that. So does that mean that, uh, it's going to change every time he goes and gets thrown into the hole? I, I would think so. I would think it'd just be, it would change because you could be like, well, this is you know worse because you know this is what this isn't what happened or how it went down. Yeah, and we're gonna give you a glimmer of hope, and then we're just gonna strip it away every time too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So when they they said that the power issues were you know derived from the fact that there's someone down there that's not supposed to be down there, do you think that was true, or do you think that's because we know Eugene's not supposed to be down there? He's someone who didn't die. So there's no reason for him to be down there. But I also felt like it was a trap. Like they were tricking him. Tricking him so he can throw a volunteer and so they could keep him down in the hole permanently? Well, not. I mean, I, I shouldn't have said tricking him, but tricking them in general. Yes. And to yes. So that they could just torture whoever it was that volunteered even more. I mean, I see what you're saying, but if you take in consideration how everybody started, you know, volunteering to like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. And everybody was, uh, you know, raising their hands and they kind of just walked away saying like, all right, well, there's uh, other ways to figure out who, you know, who doesn't belong here. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, what what happens if he does say, you know, I never died. I don't belong down here. Do they say, oh, okay, well, then here you go. Here's your ticket out kind of thing. You think they really send them back? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what, what's the point of of asking if they're not really going to send anybody back? I don't know. Maybe, well, yeah, just to torture them forever <laughs> and ever. <laughs> do you? Okay, so we know that God is missing. So, do you think that Satan is also missing? You know, I I don't know. That's that is an interesting question. Um, have they referred to Satan or Lucifer? While being in hell? No. Nobody's brought it up. Like, the way that it's all, you know, kind of ran is just all bureaucracy and stuff. I, it almost makes me think there, that there isn't one. There isn't a Lucifer or Satan or devil or however, what, 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 whatever way you want to put it. So he was just created? Yeah. Like a myth? Uh-huh. I could see that happening, too. And, of course, uh, we have... Hitler letting us know that he actually wants to help. Okay, so 
he wants to help out Eugene. So do you think that this is another trap or do you think he's being sincere? No, he's not being sincere because you can't let Hitler be sincere and a hero. <laughs> right? I mean, that's just like, writing number one, writing 101. You can't do that. Do you think he's going to trust him, though? Oh, I think Je- Eugene is definitely going to trust him. Damn. Okay. Well, poor Eugene. He's uh, he's going through a lot. I I think he will make it through, but I think he's going to become a bad guy. <laughs> you said, do you think he'll actually make it back to the to the land of the living? I guess at some point. Yes. And then. Just... Yes, but I think he's going to be a bad guy, though. <laughs> well, that could be interesting. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll get some sort of powers if he manages to escape through uh, from hell. Yeah, I mean. If demons can travel to the, you know, the living world, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to get there. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I I actually did like hearing everybody's, even though they're horrible, I did like hearing everybody's uh, reasons for being um, down in hell. And then uh, Hitler, do, so do you believe when Hitler said like, oh, you know, um, everybody had high hopes for me. They wanted me to be in the top ranks, but I ended up becoming soft, and so that's why I'm a prisoner, like everybody else. No, I mean, I thought that was interesting. So you you just think that you know, don't don't trust a word Hitler says. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did think it was funny for uh, who, I forget what the name of the alpha male guy the the jock the jock. That because, like I said, when he first showed up, that's the same actor that played the terrible guy in uh, 13 Reasons Why. The one that in, I don't know, did you watch that show? No, I never watched it. Oh, well, he 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 raped the girl that the show is about. Spoilers for anybody that doesn't watch 13 Reasons Why. Uh, but in he the makes a joke about that, <laughs> yeah, in uh, while he's in hell, he's like, they're like, the reason why he's there is because he raped, but you know, a couple girls and he's like date rape. And they're like, it's not, there's not different. There's not a difference. Is all they consented to the rate or to the date. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. My dad's uh, a lawyer. He said so. And then the, which one, the girl, the lady with the glasses, like killed her kids or something like that. Right. Yeah. She like either drowned them or she, uh, set the house on fire. Yeah. And she said she did it because she was a loving mother or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I, I I I am very much intrigued about what's going on down there uh, in that part of the show, but I feel like we need to have some more answers coming up real soon. I they're gonna leave us in a cliffhanger in hell. I know it. You, you feel like that? Yeah. Okay. Something's gonna happen. You know, Eugene's gonna start planning uh, an escape. And then something happens, and then boom, season finale. So if it's true that the reason why the the cells keep breaking down is because someone's down there that's not supposed to be down there, meaning Eugene, um, wouldn't the right. do you think maybe the hole is also going to start breaking down because he's in be, it's being used on him and, it's, and he's not supposed to be there? I don't know. That one seemed um, well. He said, you know, it's the same thing. That projector. But everything there seemed a lot more heavy duty, so I don't know if it would break down as well. And if that's true, that the reason why it's breaking down is because he's there and it's not supposed to be there, is that like divine intervention interacting, or you know, the divine intervening because uh, you know you, something's gone wrong? I I would have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, see, just not making a lot of sense though. If they do figure out like, oh, he doesn't belong here, the big question really is just to go back to what you said. What's going to happen? Is he going to go back to the world of the living? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's where I'm kind of held up to. Yeah, because I mean, so say, you know, they throw him back into a hole. What if? Yeah, you're right. That machine could start breaking too because he doesn't belong here. Uh, belong there, and I don't think they have any power to condemn him into Satan in hell. Yeah, especially if he's alive. Yeah, since especially since he never died. Yeah, and you know, for the I mean, for the most part, he's a he's a good person. He never he didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. The only reason why he's there is because of the preacher and his word of God. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Go to hell. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what do you think uh, uh, about the relationship that Tulip ends up having with uh, the what's the name of the group? I forget what the name of the group is. The, the guys in white. Aren't they called the Holy Grail? Oh yeah, the Grail. Yeah, the Grail. Yeah, uh, the lady from the Grail. Like, she ends up one. She can dress and undress and put on a wig really quickly. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, what, what what do you think of her having a relationship with that with that lady? Well, you know, I just saw like, oh shit, she shouldn't have done that. Um, honestly, she didn't have to answer the door at all. Do you think? Well, but then again, do you think Tulip would have broken uh, broken that door down? Yeah, because she did with the other other three doors. True. Okay. <laughs> I just see it as a big mistake from that one lady that can change disguises in an instant. Like <laughs> it was. I think it was weird that they would post up inside the building with them. Yeah, I know. If they managed to bug their whole apartment, I don't. I think they could have been in the building over, not in that same complex. Also, which also brings me to uh, later on in the episodes when they decide to use the Brad, um, which <laughs> was already. Okay, so let me talk about that before I get into why they use the Brad or, you know, about the Brad. Like, they, they, they're like, oh, we're going to have to use, we're going to have to use Brad. And it's like the, 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 it's an acronym, but we don't know that till the very end for this missile. And it, I forget what it stood for, but I remember there's an O in there, and I was like, "Well, they should have just—they should have just called it the Broad. It makes more sense." Like, yeah, I know. I understand you're sitting there, like, expecting a person named Brad to show up and do something, and that never happens. But yeah, I, I was expecting like some sort of like demon or like deranged maniac to show up, right? But that that could have been done the same way if you said, well, we have to call in the broad, you know? Yeah. You could be like, oh, well, there's a woman that's going to come and take them out or something like that. Yeah, that could have worked out a lot better. <laughs> um, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was like, what the hell is Brad? I was like, who's going to show up? <laughs> um, but so it wasn't until the very last second that they divert the Brad from hitting the building, but they're in the building too. So were they planning on dying with the preacher? Um, I think they said that they were, um, that it was going to be a controlled explosion that it would only take out that, uh, that part of the building. No, that's not. <laughs> Did you see how big the explosion was when they diverted it over to that neighborhood? There's no way yeah. that would have been just the, <laughs> the apartment, the, the single apartment that they were in. That would have taken out the whole building. Yeah. If anything, you know how uh, Airstar, you know, tells them like, "Oh, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. We're gonna have our way." You know, you can divert the the missile. Uh-huh. I would have purposely uh, diverted it so it would hit, you know, his two cronies because they really did fuck up that day. <laughs> it was really bad fuck up too, and <laughs> like he doesn't even care, which is the weirdest thing. Like it just is what it is, like kind of thing. He's getting railed by three guys when he wanted rape fantasy for him to rape women. Like, I don't know. That was so strange. I know. That show was hilarious, though. <laughs> oh, they told us you'd say no. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> like, sometimes... He didn't even try to shoot the Freddy. Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. Sometimes he's this supposed to be this great fighter and, you know, killer and all this stuff. But then he's just like... Didn't do anything. Like, I guess he didn't have a gun nearby? I guess, but I'm pretty sure that he could have defended himself in other ways. I would assume so. But nope, he just uh, took it. Took it like a champ. <laughs> took it like a champ. That's one <laughs> way of putting it. And the next episode, he just openly says, like, you know, yesterday I got sodomized by three men. <laughs> and while I was, that was happening, I happened to be re- looking at your file, and I realized, <laughs> just <laughs> let you in on everything. Yeah. What did you think about them bringing in the, like, the, was it like three liters of different face to talk to him? Talk to Jesse? Oh, I, I thought it was um, the uh, the three highest people in the, in the Catholic Church, meeting the Pope. 
Um, I think like his archbishop, bishop, cardinal, or whatever. Oh, okay. I think that's what it was. So it was all from the the Catholic faith. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I knew the Pope, and I forget who the other was. It two more, or just three, one more? I think it was one more. Okay. So, uh, the arch uh, or the Pope, you know, all of them, they kind of were all just had like uh, there was no way of them knowing what to do, or they didn't know what to say, and then finally they just let it slip. And I'm put using air quotes, but it's not really letting them slip because that's what Airstar wanted to do. That there is a uh, basically, um, a Zion, a last Zion, you know, someone of the Jesus bloodline as it came down. And that's Humperdew. <laughs> Humperdew. Because <laughs> apparently they, to keep the bloodline fresh, they had to just keep incestual inbreeding. Yeah, inbreeding. Meaning if it wasn't a male... And it was a female. They kept her around too, so they could have sex with her and have her give birth. And that way, I guess. I guess that's what that means. Okay, but then but, we also see in the flashback because that's how the episode starts with uh, Jesus getting it on with a married woman uh, when she has the baby. Like they, the the Grail, I guess is who that is, takes the baby and then they kill the lady. Yeah, um, was that one of his apostles though? Probably. I don't. I don't know my, you know, apostle lore. <laughs> I th- I didn't count if there was twelve of them, but I just want to say maybe. Well, they were also supposed to like they when they're leaving. They also talk about uh, we have to go meet Judas somewhere. So yeah, because he has the donkeys. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. The, the way that uh, Jesus was talking to his man bun and stuff, like, you know, when he exited the room was like, it's been real. I don't know. The whole time it just reminded me of Jason Schwartzman in fucking Scott Pilgrim yeah. when he was Gideon because that's how he was talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did a really good job of trying to make it look like he was just a, a modern day hipster at first until they were like, until you realize that it's supposed to be Jesus and back in that time. Yeah. Especially in case you didn't get it, they do call him out by his name too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, do you think nobody could ever find out about this? We cool. We cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's a uh, it's a good idea for Jesse to trust Airstar or a bad idea? Uh, we. I mean, we've seen the fucked up shit that Airstar has done. But we haven't really figured out his true intentions. Right. And uh, I think I just because he's a villain in the comics, I'm just going to say it's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. I mean, obviously, they probably don't have a good idea of uh, of what to do with that whole thing yet. Like, I, I mean, I mean, Jesse is who I'm referring to. Uh, yeah, they they obviously at, at one point tried to kill him and his friends, so he should be upset about that. But he does have the power, the the, the word of God, so you don't have to worry uh, about that too much. How how far do you think we would have gone um, to finding out who killed the? Oh yeah, we did find out because Airstar did uh reveal it so never mind because uh the geek squad ended up deleting the serial numbers yeah yeah and then well they and they also ended up uh destroying the the disc which had property of grail whatever on it like that's all they needed to to look at but yeah uh but yeah we we figured that out so yeah so never mind about that um there was another oh yeah and i told you i fucking told you that that cast was gonna turn turn his son into a vampire. You're right. Yeah, Dennis or Denny is, is a vampire now, and uh, he's not quite like his father. He's he's very much, well. He's new to it, so he's he's very much uh, giving in to his urges to 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 feed. Yeah, even though he's been telling him no, no. <laughs> yeah, and then, but the funny thing was, or an interesting thing was, is that Cass, you know, had to call someone first to see if it was okay, and the person told him on the phone not to do it. But he yeah. did it anyways. So, do you think that he's like the leader of the vampires or something? 
I would guess that would that would have to be what it is, like or at least the person that sired Cassidy. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you think that maybe Cass is going to have to put him down? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, he's going to, you know, g- he gave him a little bit more life to live, you know, where he wasn't so sick, but then he's going to end up having to put him down. That sucks. Um, meanwhile, Tulip is definitely going through a really bad case of PTSD from her, you know, interactions with uh, the Saint of Killers. And yeah. according to Jesse, he killed the saint, or at least sent the saint to hell. But we know that's not true. He's just sitting at the bottom of the lake, or bottom of the gulf, or whatever, bottom of the swamp. Um, I don't know, man. I think he's going to be alive still. Oh, I definitely think he's alive still. Okay. So, uh, I think that since she found she found the guns under the under the, the floorboards, he's definitely going to be showing up again here soon. Oh, I hope so. I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be our, our villain for the rest of the season until they figure out what to do with uh, Airstar. Yeah, probably. And I also have to say that I think that you're correct in your assumption earlier, or at least in earlier podcasts, that the guy in the dog suit was God. Oh, that's right, because hum- Humperdue just kept drawing dogs. Yeah, so, I mean... Unless that's a way to just throw us off, I definitely think that, that was a, that's something that's that's going to happen. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you think they're going to bring back Humperdoo? I think he's going to play a bigger part. Do you think they're going to take him to New Orleans? Maybe. Okay, because I'm just trying to figure out if. I want to say he has like some divine connection that he should be able to be like, oh, you know, this feels familiar or something like that. I don't even and think he'd be able to fo- he'd be able to form that many words. <laughs> True, but I understand what you're saying <laughs> because uh, he greeted Jesse with the golden shower. Yeah. Is that why? Ugh, gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I would just say that this this show is still going great. Um, I, I assume we only have a few more episodes left of the season, but uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, it sounds like you're enjoying it. Was there any other part that you wanted to talk about, wanted to go over? Uh, I think that's pretty much pretty much it. Uh, the Humperdew part was actually one of the best parts of the episode, and, and Air Star just being so chill about him getting raped. <laughs> God, that was so that was so interesting. All right. <laughs> Uh, if anybody would like to talk talk to us about Preacher, we'd love to hear from you. We're I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel's also on Twitter as Daniel Von Helvet. The rest of Geekly Radio is at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com backslash Geekly Radio. Definitely check out our website, geeklyradio.com, where you can hear the podcast from Comic Con Palm Springs and other uh, articles that we've been posting. We have two new reviewers that we've been putting up the up their uh, reviews of video games and movies direct to video direct video on demand movies um one that takes a certain kind of skill it really does uh the video on demand movie reviews is leonard torres and our uh video game um reviewer is hadai moya moya yeah okay so i said that right um yeah but uh, definitely give them a chance. We post everything to fo- Facebook as well. Uh, leave us, give us some uh, responses. We'd love to hear from you. What, what do you think? But uh, until next time, this is Televised Relics on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.